1: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringer.
3: And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby, and for the first time in 42 years, Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, the dolphin—he can hit
0: them, and he does. The dolphin! And scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United
3: have secured their Championship status for next season.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you for being with us. We have an FA Cup game to talk about. And when Rotherham talk about the FA Cup, what does it mean? It means we lost. Uh, uh, so we'll talk about Friday night in London, which was a 1-0 defeat to Fulham. Uh, and then we'll talk about anything else, Rotherham United related, that we can find, which is not much of the day, to be honest with you, but that's fine. We'll work through it. Mick's with us. for How you doing, Mick?
3: I'm all right, mate. Thank You? You?
2: I'm happy. Did you enjoy Rugby United's FA Cup campaign?
3: (laughs) Yes, yes. It uh, lasted a lot longer than I anticipated. (laughs) That was the injury
2: time. time, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, YouTube with us, with us, Kelly Forbes, Steve Grundy, Sarah Ogden, David Carroll, John Hensby, CJ Anonymous, Ruth and Noel Jordan. Uh, John's with us to give the independent verdict tonight. Um, First of all, thank you for being with us. (laughs) on these kinds of episodes where there's not much to cover. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and like the video if you haven't done already. Um, general thoughts, Mick, because they are a good Premier League team. They made seven changes, I think, quite a few changes. Um, but they're a, that's still a team that will probably win the championship through, actually, with Harry Wilson and people like that. They've got some excellent players. Um, but we defended, other than the obviously the key moment, which we're going to talk about, mm. I thought we defended really, really well.
3: Yeah, I thought we did. I thought it, it was a promising performance, to be honest with you. Organised again, like we have been, away from home, um, for under, under, Liam, under Liam Richardson's tenure, to be honest. Um, so it it, it, feel, it feels like another progression in terms mm. of performance-wise. Um, so, yeah, I, I, have, I have no issues with it. I thought it was a decent, decent enough performance. They did what the vast majority of championships championship sides do, didn't they? And fan about with ball for... 90 minutes and looked dangerous occasionally. Um, mm. but they, they they didn't really create a great deal, to be honest no. with you. I Victor mean, pulled off that one one really good save. Um that straight at him, weren't it? Really? One foot cameras. Mm. Um but yeah, good performance. Pleased with it, pleased with it, very happy with it, to be honest.
2: Mm. Yeah, me too. I almost says decent performance against a solid Premier League team, didn't give them too much. No, I think that's fair. Uh, in terms of that, mm. let's talk about the the lineup, Mick. We we always you said like plenty of change. Obviously, Victor did start, mm. um, but there were changes without being stupid. You know, we're not we're not giving seventeen year old kids debuts and things such as that, which really? I think was the right thing to do. Obviously, in the midfield was where it really changed. Where really. Clokes came, stayed in. Clokes stayed in. Jamie Lindsay came back in, and Caffell came in for his first start in I don't know how long, mm. um, and Jordan Hugel came in for. Some number. Um let's talk about the midfield because I think it needs to talk about. I thought what were your general thoughts on midfield? I th- I thought we, we lacked any sort of composure. Fulham are a good team, so they know when yeah. to press and how to press this, that, and the other. But we were never until Tihi came on, we were never in control of that midfield. And then when Ti came on, for me it was instantly better. It, instantly.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. And and we we, we didn't really ever sit in holding midfielder. That's why. Um, yeah. you know, Klukas with the best player in the world, he's not a he's not a holding midfielder. Yeah. Um much as he and Catho, both he and Cafu tried to keep possession of the ball, they managed it to a degree, but not to any great extent. Um we, we didn't really have have that kind of manpower in the midfield to 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 keep hold of it. So yeah, it kept going back to him. But then I guess given that given the the positions of both teams, you would expect that. Um, mm. you wouldn't expect us to maintain possession particularly um, and we're not that kind of team anyway mm. so even more so um but you're right when Ty came on different game altogether it was a different mm. game altogether and certainly for for me for that last 20 minutes or so we we matched them
0: mm. we
3: matched the midfield without a doubt um you know and i've seen a couple of comments from people saying oh fulham had another gear to go in and everything else well i'm not i'm Maybe. not buying that one i'm not buying mm. that at all because at one nil you're always in danger, always in danger. It doesn't matter who you're playing, whether you're playing, you know, Arsenal or whether you're playing somebody from bottom of the League 2, at one nil. you're in danger. Um, mm. You know, th- th- anything could happen. So they brought on some big guns trying to trying to tie up the game and it made no impact at all. But that was because the midfield had changed and we were able to maintain possession a lot better uh, with Ty in there. So... um it was a struggle to start with, I agree. Um, in midfield, and they kept coming and they kept coming mm. and, and really having any end product, did they? Um, so, so yeah, it, it was a makeshift team, if you like. Mm. It, was, it wasn't, you know, a, a team that we were going to start in the league, but the, but they gave a very, very good account of themselves because they were organized, you know, and defensively, we were very strong. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with it, I'm comfortable with the performance. Right across the 90 minutes, to be honest, with with the exception mm. of the goal. But we'll, we'll come on to that because I may have a different viewer point to, to some. Okay. That. Fair enough.
2: There's a teaser for everybody in ten for a few minutes' time. Um, Jack Lisa says £400,000 for TI. He's an absolute bargain, especially when we sold Ben Wiles for a million, million quid or so. Jack, <laughs> Shelley says bargain. We've had their pants down. Uh, he'll <laughs> be the best midfielder <laughs> in League One by a mile. It's good and it's for me, it's good and bad. Uh, it's the Dambala situation for me. Is that you get a player who's so good at what he does? Mm. Is that when they're not there, you don't really know what your team's meant to do, and, I, and that's what I felt up until when Ti came on. I don't know what yeah. the midfield was meant to be doing, and then when Ti came, on, I got it. I, I could see it. It, it worked. I understood yeah. it straight away. So is there? A, this is good and bad. Like I say, it's good and bad. You, what if Ti gets injured? Like. He inevitably will because he plays for Rotherham United. That's that's a bit of a concern that there's maybe a lack of a plan B in that midfield because of the personnel at the moment. January might change
3: that, might it? <laughs> we said that, didn't we, when we lost Dan So uh, you know that, that players like Dambala come around once in a once in a blue moon um, yeah. for for clubs like us, anyway. Yeah. You know, um, and and lo and we've got another one. Um, he's he's a different player, but he does a very very similar job. You Know he creates that link between the defence and midfield, and he's able to sweep up as well. So, um, yeah, without him, we're gonna to have to find a different way of playing. Um, and that different way of playing wasn't necessarily the way we played against Fulham on uh, on Monday night, Tuesday night, whatever night it was. I, Friday night, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I'm still there, I still haven't got my cat, mate. <laughs> my calendar's not not back up to date yet. So, um, yeah, Friday night, that's right. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to alter the way we play. If Ty is not available, but at the moment, fingers crossed, touch wood, he'll be available mm-hmm. to end the season. And if he is, that'd be a massive boost to us. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, the difference he made when he came on, not just him, but but in, in that area of midfield, that that link between the defence and midfield was was massive, huge. Mm-hmm. And it changed the game. It changed the, the momentum mm-hmm. of the game. You know, it gave us some some momentum to go forward. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't take that. Take the opportunities when they arose, but that's another story, I guess. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
2: Um, I'll go through a couple of other comments. We've got the Baldy Wolfer says we're playing some good stuff under now in the a few additions, and he's confident we'll be absolutely fine by the time May comes along. Mm. We look more confident at the ball and we're defending well. Uh Shelly asks if TIR play, yes, he is. Three-year contract, was it?
3: Three, certainly so, yeah.
2: at least a three-year contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one knows he might even have a, an extension in that in that. Mm. Um Potentially. Let's talk about the goal mick. Um, Seb Revan gave the ball away. Um it's sloppy all around. Seb Revan had the ball, so he's gonna get the stick. But I don't know. I he didn't have any options, which put him in put him in, in the in, in trouble to start with. With hindsight, he should have just gone route one. But that's obviously not what Liam Bush is trying to do, I don't think, all the time anyway.
3: No, I mean, we started, we started to play it out from the back and sometimes, and I'm all, I'm all for it, sometimes, you know, just not every single time. Um, for me, I, I have to blame probably the, the person responsible for that goal is Cafu, uh, mm. because he just... he. he, he if we're going to play it out from the back, your midfielders have got to be aware and they've got to create some space and they've got to make themselves available for, for, for balls and Cafu just hid behind her, behind one of the, um, the Fulham strikers. And wherever the striker went, he went, uh, which gave which gave Revan no options whatsoever. So yes, you could argue he should have just pumped it long. Yeah, he didn't. He tried to take the player on, and unfortunately, he uh, he got he got found out. Um, and that's not the first time he's done that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a disappointment. But the midfield have got to help the defence. If we are going to be starting to play that way the midfielders like Lucas, Cafu, Rathbone, whoever's on the pitch, had, had Taihe been on the pitch at that point, that would have yeah. been a simple ball to the edge of the 18-yard box and would have been away. That, that, without a doubt, um, and and it wasn't done so. Whilst Revan can, needs to take some of the responsibility for not just hoofing it long, there's a reason why he didn't want to do that. No.
4: Um,
3: and That's obviously the way that Liam Richardson is wanting us to, to, to play at times but you've got to think on your feet and it should have probably gone long. But Cafu had to make himself available. He was free. You know, he, he could have just stepped forward and, and, and taken the ball and just given it back if necessary. Mm. Uh, but but he didn't. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is. it's a great finish. It's a great oh, well,
2: the The, uh, the strike, the uh, Dico Vrida, he still had a lot to do from where he got the ball. He had, he yeah, had, he to, had to be as good as it was for it to actually yeah. go in because Victor saves yeah. it otherwise, doesn't it? It was that um, good.
3: It hit it absolutely sweet as a nut, and I did not. I think Victor would have got to it, Mm. Uh, but it it was such pace that you know nobody's stopping that. Um, But yeah, midfield needs to be much more switched on, much more switched on if we're going to start playing that from the back.
2: Mm. Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny?
3: I'm doing good, chaps. How
2: are we all? All good, mate. Very, very good. Good, uh, good. On the goal, Danny, we'll talk about the goal. Uh, Danny, Nick's just about what, to what Nick's just mentioned. Are you all on Revan
4: stupid or do you think that he needed help from others? Um I think it's an accumulation of a lot of things, to be fair. I think it's a quality finish from their player. Mm. Um Like you say, Mick, I think if um, if he doesn't hit it as sweet as he, as he did do, uh, Victor saves it, mm-hmm. uh, but he's sort of proper nestled in the top corner. Um, I think the blame sort of falls at Revan's feet because he didn't get it out of his feet quick enough. Um, but at the same time, it's one of them where it's like, I just want the victor to smash it upfield rather than play it across the six-yard box to Revan. But at the same time, Revan could have played it um, to Klukas earlier. He could have played it wide to Bramall earlier. Uh, but he's tried to do too much with it at his feet and lost the ball. And then it's uh, proceeded how it has. Um, so it's just one of them got one of them goals where you watch it back and you just sort of go, oh, as if, you know. Uh, and I've had a few people in the pub say we were actually unlucky to concede against Fulham um, because I don't think they were anything properly exceptional. Um, and minus that error that was an accumulation, like I say, I think we actually held our own overall. Um, I don't think Fulham played to the full strength. Um, because they won't do because it's the third round of the Cup and they're in the semi-final of the other one and with the league to focus on. But we still held our own against them. Um, I know we'll talk about it in a minute, but I thought our goal was was offside. Um, No matter how much we hate VAR, I think it was only just offside. But at the same time, we still had our chances to go forward. But I think the main negative, I think, from our end anyway... Um, was not going after the game, not getting it by the horns and going after it. You know, when we had the chance to break in added time and we didn't, that's my main negative from the game. But their goal, accumulation and a smart finish. And that's mm-hmm. it, really.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Nick says, but he's showing confidence, I think this is in relation to revenue. he's showing confidence, wanting the ball in tight tight situations Have shang mm-hmm. And as William Richardson in his post-match, he was begging football again. There were no again that was Nixon, so There were no shine away from Revan. Um, and that tells you a lot about somebody's character um, to, to not shine away from it um, like other people might have done. Shelley says he, that Revan was fuming at Kafu. I said if we kick it long any any other time. Why not then? Feel a bit harsh that we lost by such a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson says said makes a couple of mistakes, but he still looks confident. You're going prove a lot to people wrong. Yeah. That brings us to Chris Taylor's question comment. Rule one: Don't play football in your own penalty area. Well, to make this is what we're doing <laughs> this, this is what we want to do this is what well we this is what liam richardson wants to do it's not we're not turning into trying to turn to man city or anything like that i don't think but there is a lot more do you know when matt tiller came in a year ago and we said you know what he's going to try and potentially progresses into a, a team that knocks the ball around the back and play mm. a little bit this is what i think i thought was going to happen mm. Um, we do go long. You've got Tom Eves and your John Jewell. You're going to go long, you're going to go a bit more direct, but there is a lot more patience around it. And this is going to happen. You're going to make these mistakes, even with the best three center centre-backs in the world. Hmm. You're still going to make these mistakes. I don't have a problem with it. I've seen a few people like Chris and others suggesting otherwise, but I'm fine with the way we're, we're playing at the minute in, in terms of that setup and style. Are you okay with it? Or are you a bit, I don't know what do you think.
3: There, there, there are times because I'm a Robin United fan. And I've followed Rotherby United for many, 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 many years. That I'm I'm hardwired into thinking don't panic about wearing your own box.
4: <laughs> you know, it's Great. it's
3: just and then you see you see sort of Rev and and Bramall and, and Rathbone knocking it about on a 18-yard box and then getting away with it regularly, mm. you know. Um, but it comes down to what I've said many many times about the championship. You know, teams are wanting to play like this. But they wanted to play like it all the time. None of them are good enough to do it all the time. You know, you've got to mix it up. Um, we're good enough to do it some of the time, but nowhere near. You know, nowhere near to the to, to even the levels that some of the others are trying it at. So, I think, I think there's a time and a place. Um, and to be fair, despite the fact that we made a mistake, that when they scored was probably a time and a place to do it. You know, we've got time. Let's. Let's let's knock it about. Let's knock it out from back. But we made a mistake. They've got to learn from these. They've got to learn from these. So the likes of Catholic, Lucas, Rathbone, whoever else was in that midfield, need to learn from that. They need to learn that they're going to have to help the defence out when it happens. I don't want to do. I don't want to see it all the time. No, absolutely not. But I think, like I said, there's a, there is a time and a place. And I think we've got we've got the players to do it. We have sometimes, not all of the time. <laughs>
2: Uh, Shelly asked, who we are good enough? He said he'd feel more confident with Blackett and Humphreys at the back if to mm. do so. Chatley said, We can't keep doing route one, uh, route one anymore. Times have changed. If we want to be a championship, we need to play football. John <laughs> Rell coming, coming off the back of a manager who did insist on doing this way. you yeah, have to be careful when you're doing it, like like Birmingham underway and Rooney. The defense got so confused when to play out the back, when to go long. Has to be a clear plan. Yeah. And to be fair, Danny, that Leo Richards, what is it, eight, eight games in from Leo now? Is it seven or eight? Something like that. Um. Is that the first time we've been properly caught doing that? If you Um, get caught one time in seven or eight games, do you know what? I think it's probably working.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it was Richards in seven game, uh, seventh game because I know he's had six league games, which is um, three undefeated, which isn't too bad. Um, But yeah, this this feels like the first time we've been properly caught out, and it is by a team that's sort of. (laughs) used to it if that makes mm. sense because you know we see a lot of teams in the Premier League do it <clears throat> um but just bouncing off John Morrell's comment it seems like Richardson does have a clear plan like he's mm. sort of trying to get us to play a similar way to the way he had at Wigan which is where the wingbacks push high um and we sort of exploit the space whether that means passing it around the back and going from there or through the midfield or whatever um and so far it's made us quite solid at the back like we've we've said this before that since has come in we've looked a lot more solid in that back line and I think it's because the wing backs are pushed slightly higher up um whereas this time it, it, it like I say we just got caught out with it, which Richardson experienced that we a fair bit getting caught out with it um but when Blackett and Humphreys are back, yeah potentially we Um, operate better because Humphreys is an on-the-ball defender. Um, And I think we've missed him massively so far. Um, But to say we've gone from strength to strength with the defence that we've got at the minute, um, it sort of says to me that when we've got the quote-unquote key defenders back, then it could improve again. Mm. Um, Whether that's additions in January or the players coming back from injury. But I like the way Richardson's playing. It, even though it wasn't it wasn't as entertaining as it could have been against Fulham, I still liked it. We're never going to get it, bad, were we? We're never going to be... No, it, it, no it wasn't like nervy football. Because yeah. under Taylor, it felt nervy at times. Mm-hmm. Whereas against Fulham, it didn't. It felt like we are trying to hold our own. And at times, we did. Whereas other times, like with the, the finish for the goal, that just showed the, the difference in quality, I think. Mm. That's fair. Uh, Jack points
2: out we got caught against Leicester as well. We did. You're absolutely right. Mm. Interesting. The two teams got caught against So basically, two Premier League teams. Basically, Um <laughs> tells you what you're meant to you know. Chris says Matt, what he meant was to uh, to play it about that like, by all means when the opposition player comes close, pass it. Don't try and dribble with it. Yeah, but then mm. Chris is right. He's absolutely right. Don't yeah. don't dribble across your eighteen-yard box. But then you've got to have an option, which we, we've already said is, is probably Cafu's fault. But he also had the essentially the confidence to do it. He's confident in what he's trying to do. So was confident to try it, which I, if you've got the confidence without being arrogant, if you do it again, I'm going to be concerned and worried. But he had the confidence to try and do it, and look, it didn't work. It didn't work, did it? That's all you can say. So next time, yeah. hopefully, he does better. Um, but we're not going to play Fulham or a team like Fulham this again this season, are we? No, um, so, no, we're not. So that. Uh, Danny, first trip to Fulham. Talk to me about Fulham and... The sights and the scenes of, of <laughs> one of the poshest clubs in the country. <laughs> quite happy Talk about the new stand as well, because it looks ridiculous. It looks fancy, but it looks out of kilter with the other four stands. you stand?
4: Well, half of it was empty. Um, it's, it's not fully open. Oh, but that explains it then. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, um, the coach trip down was, you know, quite long and... Jarring at times, um, but as soon as we got to Fulham, me and Carly decided just go for a walk down the Thames. Uh, so went down to Putney Bridge uh, and back again just to stretch your legs a little bit. um But Craven Cottage is one of the nicer blended grounds, if that makes sense. Like you've got the um, the Archibald leech main stand. Um, which is such a nice touch to see. But then on the other side of the pitch, you've got the brand new uh, double-decker stand. Um, and then the two cop ends, if you like, are a nice blend in between. So it's a nice little ground. Um, and I actually really enjoyed the trip down overall. Um, the the bus home was also quite fun because we just watched a film and drank whiskey. So that was <laughs> nice. Um, i actually, what film it was, but if you drank whiskey, you probably don't remember. It, it was, um, you know, the film Pride. Um yeah. about the um the minor strike and the gay rights movement like really coming together in the nineteen eighties. It's about that. yeah, Fair um, I know and, that. yeah, yeah and that was it, a right rib tickle that. I know. <laughs> um but yeah, it was um it was a nice trip. Nice trip. Fully enjoyed it. The football, eh, maybe not, the trip itself, yeah. Mm. And to answer John Morrell's comment, the whiskey was Sexton Irish whiskey. You're like your Christmas present. Yeah, and I've got the bottle here if anyone wants to have a look on the YouTube. Because it's actually a really nice bottle. Oh, it's a fancy bottle, that. Yeah, it's a hexagon shape. I'm gonna turn it into a candle holder. Okay. Um <laughs> Shelley <laughs> <I got it.
2: laughs> <laughs> uh, says it wasn't nervy, but it was also bore- almost boring. They knock it about and and, and we clear repeat. Yeah. We have set we so we just at up circle pressure, have a shot or we'll go at least. Ten minutes to go, put three up top, we we'll go for it. You'll to later on in the game in a minute, but I do take this point there. The goal, Mick, that was disallowed. Hmm. Um, such a shame, such a shame. Because Tom Eves did brilliantly. Yeah, I don't know it if he meant to do brilliantly, but he did absolutely brilliantly at the end. And Hugo's a yard, half a yard offside, uh, and if, it's one of those that's frustrating because if he wasn't offside, he would have still got the ball. But he's just gone that bit early. Yeah. And good.
3: I think I, I think John Hugo's going to be disappointed in himself when he sees mm-hmm. that back. Uh, he's looking right along the line, um, you know. He's, he's he's he has that option just to just to hold his run slightly. So it was a bit of a, a schoolboy error, really. Uh, he, I mean, he was clearly offside. He, he had no complaints about it whatsoever. Uh, but I think he'll be a bit disappointed that he didn't hold his run just just a half a second. Um, and, he, and as you say, he would have still had a tap in. Um, so disappointing, disappointing. But you know, it was it was yeah, people was clearly off. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
2: But, okay. Danny, what it's showing is that this set piece threat is becoming a, a real thing because there was a couple in the second half as well. The long throws from Sean Morrison, the one at the very, very end, could have fairly almost did fall uh, if, uh, to, to a shot and things such as that. Um, there is something building from these set pieces. There is a confidence building which we've been lacking for the last 18 months or so, to be honest with you, I think.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like I say, if Hugo holds his run a little bit or if, you know, just to be devil's advocate, if Fulham's defence are a little bit less clever, yeah. um, then it's 1-1. One, one. But yeah, we're sort of seeing that set-piece threat a lot more under Richardson. It's almost like he's actually utilising the strikers the way they're meant to be utilised, which is to be from a set-piece threat. Um, and we've also found the threat from Tom Eves. Like, uh, uh, two of his goals have come from not quote-unquote set pieces, but from situations where we found a bit of space and it's almost recreating a set-piece situation from across. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly, Tom is, you know, <laughs> a prime number nine. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to see that side of the game now being brought into it when we've not seen it as much this season. Um, but it's also nice to see it almost hitting the ground running I think rather than it just being like a slow start, we've sort of gone, oh, look, we've got a set piece threat now. Um, so, yeah, again, it's another thing that's improved under Richardson and improved very, very suddenly.
3: Who'd have thought if you start putting ball in the box, you might create some chances? I know, shocking, <laughs> isn't it? It's radical. And <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't I'm not saying we're that.
2: geniuses, but we've been saying this for well over 12 months.
3: <laughs> 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 Almost <Yeah>. every <laughs> podcast for 12 months. Yeah. It's not really genius, is it, to say breathe in, breathe out. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to get the ball in the box to, to, to be able to create those opportunities, or certainly get into the final third. And unfortunately, that's not what we were doing under 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 Matt Taylor. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a step forward. But mm. but there are some uh, legacies of that. Um, that Regime still aren't they in terms of um, that willingness to put the ball forward? I think I don't know whether it's something you're going to come on to anyway, but we'll uh, I'll wait and see whether you do.
2: Yeah, well, we might as well cover it now. I've got a few to cover, but yeah, go on. I'll, I'll let you take the rein on this one.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, specifically, I'm talking. I'm thinking about the the, the Ollie Rathbone mm. opportunity to put Nombé through um, in that second half, and you know, Nombé start starts his run, and it's an absolute beaut. It's an absolute beauty and all it needs is a little right foot, side foot pass from Ollie to, mm. to, to, to play it down the channel. And he's one-on-one with a keeper, with a with defender chasing him. Um, and and un- unfortunately, Oli turns around the other way and plays it backwards. Um, a couple of times, well, more than a couple of times in this game and in the previous games, we've, we've turned back when we should have been going forward. Rathwa uh, did uh,
2: it a few times on, yeah. on Friday.
3: And, and, and that's not like Ollie. That's not like him, you know. He's, he's it, previously he's been very progressive with his passing. He's, he's looked to go forward at every opportunity, and I think perhaps it's a legacy of um, of, of Matt Taylor, like I said. Um, but that was an opportunity, a big opportunity missed in my view. Um, so yeah, it's something that we need to we need to eradicate. We talked about it a few weeks ago. I think on the game that Matt that, that uh, Liam Richardson. First took charge. I do whether it, I can't remember whether yes, it was whatever. or whatever it was, where you know, Cohen Bramble were making fantastic runs, mm. time after time after time, yes. and never being picked out. You know, whoever had the ball was watching him make the run and then turning sideways and either going sideways or backwards. So it, it, that's something that we need to we need to iron out of the game uh, because that could have created a, a really good opportunity on uh, on Friday night and possibly more than one. So mm. uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah, no, I think it's fair, Danny. It's what I think it is. It's I think, especially the Matt Taylor, I think at times on Liam Richardson, I think we're too careful. I think sometimes you've you've just got to take that chance. And Oli Ratham wasn't a massive chance, but he, he did it two or three times. Or you just could be just a bit more positive. And again, makes right. It's definitely not like Holly Rathbone. This the last month or two months has been very, all very, very unlike Holly Rathbone. Um, and I'm desperate for him to find his form, because when he finds his form, he's a, he's, a, he's a game winner for
3: us.
4: Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think, I mean, we've said it before that Oli sort of tried a bit too hard to change the game himself under Matt Taylor. Yeah. Um, and possibly that lingering with Richardson, but also... The lingering threat of if we don't play it 100% correct, we're going to get caught out by it. Please excuse the phone yeah. ringing in the background. <laughs> that when my granddad's wanting to talk to him, I appreciate you a landline, I, Danny. That is, I know. <laughs> I mean, my, my the house that I live in is 150 years old. I'm actually surprised we've got a landline to begin with. Um, but yeah, with um, with Rathburn, I want him to rediscover that um that. Just desire to drive the ball forward that we saw mm. in League One and in early doors of Matt Taylor's reign, um, because at the minute he seems to drive it forward a little bit and then sort of sees like the brick wall in front of him and then mm. passes it backwards, like we saw it in um, in added time where we broke forward but then played it backwards when it was a prime counter-attacking opportunity. Um, and I do think it's a mix of potentially ollie overthinking it and trying to play it correctly when you have to check take the risk with it um also at the same time it's almost like ingrained not to push the boat out too far and that's Mm. potentially lingering from matt taylor's reign um but we've seen us go forwards down the wings particularly well since richardson's come in and it's just not quite spread to the midfield yet i think as soon as it goes it does then we'll have a prime counter counter threat. Um but, yeah, it's just not quite gelled yet with Ollie with that new way, I think, which is a shame because we want Ollie to do that. Mm. Um, but it might happen after January if he's still here. We'll have to wait and see. I'm sure it will know how good Ollie can be. I'm sure it'll click with him. I have no doubt about that.
0: Um... Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app.
2: Jack says, i uh, nine players on the bench and again in back. And I can't time we had nine players on the bench. It must have been like first couple of games at season we had nine. Uh, if, if we did. Um, it's not been many at all. Holly says, notice Jamie Lindsay has picked out some really good passes had he slid through to the strike of recent games. Yeah, he has. Not necessarily something that's in his game to match with Jamie Lindsay. I don't associate him with cutting passes. But yeah, he's, I think he's been asked to be a little positive and in a better place mentally than Ollie." Who struggled mm. recently, maybe that might be the case. Um, we have some questions on Twitter. We got one from Jack who's in the comments as well. Good Jack from Jack. Um, he asked Mick how good was Tom Eves in the first half. Um, yeah, <laughs> Tom Eves is starting to look like a proper being United striker, to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. we talked about this the sort of setup to the goal that was disallowed and a few other bits, and he's getting game time, he's got two starts in a row. Um <laughs> We're starting to see something really building there. And he's not going to get 25 goals a season, but he's going to be really useful long, alongside Huel alongside Nombe, and maybe alongside Georgie. Um, but we're, we're how many episodes in a row now are we talking about Tom Eaves? And We haven't talked about him for two years whatever however long it's been. Um, he, he's looking like he's fighting for the starting spot. Every, going to be every week now.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think he is. And and we, we talked about this on the last podcast as well, didn't we? You know, it, I, I, and I agree with you. I don't think he is going to be a 20-goal season, man. I, I just don't at this level. Uh, and I'm, I, I, I've got probably hope I'm proved wrong. Mm. Um, but uh, he, he is a handful. He's um, a handful and as much as Jordan Hugel's a handful. But he's quicker than Jordan Hugel. He's better in the press than Jordan Hugel. Um, and he and he doesn't he doesn't go down as much as Jordan Hugo does. Whether he's got the finishing prowess, Hugo is another matter altogether. Into I don't think he I don't think he has, but he may prove us wrong with that. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, he's doing really really well. I'm I'm really impressed with him, and and he can only get better as as, as he gets more game time. So, is he the answer to our goal scoring problems? Probably not, realistically. But he's got a big part to play. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think in the last last podcast we 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 compared him to Jukovic at, at Birmingham, didn't we? You know, he's he's a player that can make an impact, who will score your goals, who will cause problems for defences at times, depending on who you're playing and and so on. So. Um, Longmate continue, you know, because he, as you say, he will improve. He will get better with more game time. He's, but let's be fair, he's not played for virtually two years. Well,
0: more, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh,
3: so he's, he's got a lot more to give, um, and at a time when we need players who've got more to give. So um, yeah, Longmate continue. Got a lot of time for that lad. He, he, he's obviously worked really, really hard to, uh, to to learn his place back in the squad, and he's and he's having an impact in the games as well. Um, and hopefully like I said that, that'll continue to improve and it'll get more and more involvement and, and some uh, bag some goals for us hopefully mm.
2: uh, Jack Ulf says that it doesn't seem that Kelly's in Lee Richardson's plans because of we'll the shipping out will get a bit of cash yeah that's been noticeable Danny that Georgia Kelly was the go-to man for initially for Paul Ward I was injured to be fair um, in the Championship and Matt Taylor he was if it wasn't uh, John Hughes, it was Georgia Kelly uh, Tom Hughes couldn't get a look in whereas now it seems that so we've got Nombi, so Nombi and Hugo still probably have chosen two, but it's Tom Eves is the man up rather than Georgie Kelly. Um Georgie Kelly's not a twenty-one-year-old kid or twenty-two-year-old kid where right? it doesn't matter if you don't play for six months because there's always next season. He probably needs to be playing every minute that he can possibly get. What what do you think the season and the rest of his contract holds for a good old Georgie?
4: Um I think we we sort of saw it a bit under matt taylor where georgie didn't get a look in for a certain amount of time and then it sort of clicked how georgie fits into everything um and i don't think it's clicked for richardson yet like we had that stint of georgie coming online in the last 10-ish minutes if he was lucky in a game um and then it sort of clicked like oh that's what he's capable of mm. um and i just don't think the shoes dropped with Richardson. I think we've seen flashes of it with Georgie, but nowhere near to change Richardson's mind. Maybe it's a case of purely for Georgie's career and him improving his football to some degree other than just in training, maybe alone out somewhere, purely mm. for game time and minutes sake. Um, but I think with Georgie... Is just so much of a different strike to what we've got. Like you could say that Hugo and Eve's sort of in a similar vein. Um, and then Nombe sort of like the pacey one who likes to get in and press and but he's also a strong lad, whereas Georgie mm. does a little bit of everything but is not excelling at one particular thing. Um, and I think that's the um the unorthodox nature of Georgie that some managers take a while to cotton on to. Like, there's no disrespect to managers because they're far better at managing football teams than I am, don't get me wrong. But we've sort of seen it with Warren. now, he was a little bit unsure about Georgie to begin with, and then suddenly, oh, that's what he's capable of. We saw it with Taylor, like like I said, last 10 minutes, so then suddenly he actually can actually change a game and cause chaos. Um, and I just don't think it's got there for Richardson yet. I think if we hang on to Georgie through January, we'll probably see it maybe February time. Mm. But if Georgie goes out on loan purely for minutes' sake, to like say a team possibly playoff level League One, potentially, um, I wouldn't say no to that because it's to Georgie's benefit as well as ours, potentially. Mm. Maybe you could go to um, Peterborough and be captain. Yeah, exactly. We could go to, to Peterborough and be captain. Upset Darren McAnthony again, just for laugh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> um but yeah, so, so it's sort of a win-win for Georgia. I think it's a win in the case of he's still playing Championship football, maybe not as many minutes as he wants, but as fans we know what he is capable of. Um, but at the same time, if he goes out somewhere else, it's still improving his game. It's still getting minutes under his belt, um, and that could lead to further development with us or further development elsewhere. So whichever route we decide to take, I'm sort of happy with. I well, don't get me wrong; I want George to stay with us. Yeah. However. For the um the sake of a career in football, I also understand if it goes a different route. Mm, yeah.
2: Um Hugh, uh, Wolf says Hugo and he says Hugo and Kelly need to go into fresh up faces, feels like he can get a couple of decent attacking loans. He thinks Jebberson from Sheffield United is an interesting one. Right, he says Georgie excels or so sticking the ball on the back of the net, We don't create enough chances to get the best out of him, which is probably <laughs> the most accurate thing. Um and you've mentioned Peter with Mick. Let's just touch on the Kyoso situation again. He's back at Rolling United, obviously. That's there,
3: that's
2: I, re- I read the comments from Darren Ferguson that our P has told me he, 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 he do not want to go back there, he wants to play for Rotherham United, is basically what he said. And I was out there thinking, I can't believe he just said that in public. I can't believe he's taken a private conversation from a player who's was going back to that football club and yeah. publicly said, oh, he do not want to go to that football club. I, I couldn't believe it. He just completely... I don't know what disrespectful in the mind in the player I, it was i just felt really unprofessional to read it and i don't know we get on me those kind of things but that i just thought that was bang out of order that he came out and publicly said that to be honest with you uh, am i being am i overreacting
3: no no not at so. all i think you're underreacting okay it's, it's an utterly ridiculous thing to say in public and 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 incredibly unprofessional Well, there must be something in the water down in Peterborough. I don't. I mean, my geography is not brilliant. I I, I guess they've not really got anybody, any sort of local derbies. Have they any sort of rivalry? So, and 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 this sounds a bit like I'm a 14 year old, doesn't it? You know, I'm a 14 year old pig fan trying to create rivalries with people. (laughs) It just, you know, it just—it's really bizarre. The whole episode strikes me as just being really, really peculiar. You know. You, you get a player on loan all, all well and good and they do really, really well. We've had them all. We've had loads over the years, uh, as have as I've every other club up and down the country. And they go back and you shrug your shoulders and go, oh, they've gone back. Maybe we can get them back on loan. I mean, I don't remember crying when Dan so went back to Newcastle and, and screaming and bawling about Newcastle taking him back and not playing him. I, I mean, I have done when he have gone to Middlesbrough, but he's not on loan there, is he? You know? Um, it, it's, it's, it's really, really unprofessional. And, and I mean, you, you, what you read on social media, you take with a pinch of salt, cause half of it is just people, people fishing for the comments. But some people clearly, clearly genuinely believe this. And it's really bizarre, really weird. And, and like you say, unprofessional from the club, which I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me from Dan Ferguson. It doesn't surprise me from Peterbury United with the likes of Barry Fry and and, and, and Dara in there, you know unprofessionalism is not something that would surprise me coming from any of those people. Um, but, but yeah, it's just weird. It really is weird. Um, I don't know. I saw something on Twitter today and I, I, I meant to bookmark it so I could mention it tonight, but there is another very set, a similar set of circumstances with another club who've, who've loaned a player somewhere. And now the the, the team that they've loaned it to are, are crying like babies because they've recalled them. I can't remember who it is. I wish I could. Uh, but it's a very similar situation. It's like, what has happened all of a sudden? I mean, yeah. It's just bizarre. Really bizarre. But anyway, whatever. He's our player. He's back with us. He won't be going back to Peterborough unless Nara decides he's going to get a bank loan out, a payday loan, and, you know, pay for him. Uh, yeah. It's, just, it's that simple. So get over it and move on. The quote
2: is from Darren Ferguson this from BBC Cambridge Sport, the pre-match interview. The quote is, Peter has made it clear that he wants to stay with us. Um, there's two there's two or three things that could be done. It could be genuine. It could be real. Peter Kiyoso could have said that. And he might have done. Um, but to say it in public, it feels like a tactic, to be honest with you. It feels like he is trying to undermine Peter Kiyosu with with his situation at Rotherham. So that either the fans turn on him, or the Richardson turns on him, or whatever the case may be, so that we as a club have nothing, no health <laughs> option, but we've got to get rid of him back to Peterborough United. Uh, it thinks he's like his dad, but a, a rubbish football club. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, sorry, we're know better than Peter United to be honest with you in terms of a football club. But you can't play the Alex Ferguson card of mind games. At Peterborough United or Rotherham United Or Shrewsbury Town or something like that And that feels like what he's trying to do
4: Yeah, um, I'm sorry if this Saying offends anybody, but it reeks Of tough titty it does Because Keoso is our player, we pay his wages Alright, fair enough, Peterborough paid a percentage Of his wages to have him on loan But By all Registered accounts and through law And whatever, he is our player so we have the right, if it's written into his contract, to recall him at any time we saw fit. And it's mainly the January transfer window. We've seen with um, Jamie McCart, we didn't have that clause in his mm. contract, so he's staying put to his benefit. But with so he had that clause in his contract where we could recall him early. We have done. Deal with it. That's it. That There's no other way around it. If it is a private conversation that... Uh, Darren Ferguson's given to the press, then it's a breach of confidentiality, um, which is quite serious for a manager and a player, um, because, you know, it's private conversation. No one ever wants to have the private conversations leaked, um, whether it's through trying to undermine it, to keep him, to, to get him to go back or whatever. Um, but I find it more interesting with what uh, their chairman said where he replied to a fan, I think it was, where he said, oh, we can't afford him now, but we will be able to mm. in the summer. And it's like, well, yeah. hang on. Does that mean they're banking on getting promoted and then being able to buy him? Which is still a fair gamble, because correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Peterborough are in the automatics, are they? So it's uh, still it's still a gamble for them. Um, So it just... <laughs> It's a very similar feeling to when we went up on points per game uh, during the, when the, when not the season was us. for, code, for code. <laughs> That's was that?
3: exactly what this is about. That's precisely what all this is about. Yeah,
4: yeah it, it's just stemmed from that. They're all still bitter about it. The nearest derby for Peterborough is Cambridge, were are in League Two. I think. I think. No, they're both in the bottom league one. Yeah, bottom oh, league one. What the, yeah, yeah. What the? Why are they harping on at us then? Be annoyed at Cambridge. Be proud that you're doing better than they are. You know what I mean? Or are they just bitter that we've played Leicester and they haven't because that's the next local derby? You know what I mean? Just get over yourselves. Is our player? Deal with it. If you want him, buy him. If you can't, tough. Done. Sorted. Yeah. I, I would be. Them. I want to know
3: what Alan Swan's saying about it, but I can't because he's blocked me, so I can't find out. Babe, I briefly followed
2: questions. him. I briefly followed him before Kyosa got 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 recalled, and it's just I can't believe. that just I'm not I'm not going to dig him. out. I'm not going to no. No, please um, do. It's funny. I just can't believe he's got his paid to do that job. <laughs> um, it's just honestly, it's just, and it's difficult for journalists. I understand if, if you're a journalist reporting on your own football club. I understand that it can be quite difficult because you you want to be partisan. You want to back your club. But honestly, it's just us and we and us and we need to do this. And it's just, no, just you a know, journal. Try and pretend. Just pretend for five minutes you're impartial. Um, right, I unfollowed him very quickly, to be honest with you. I couldn't deal with it anymore. It was after they just beat Derby, three to not last minute winner. And it was just an unbearable timeline for a couple of hours. So I had to unfollow him. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, if I was the club, I'd be very tempted to not deal with them for a period of time. Peter, Peterborough, for the way for the way they've dealt with, with dealt with them.
4: Well, it's, I, the,
2: I, I, I just no, we're the, not, we're not, you're not having him back on loan. We're not going to sell him to you. It's, it's come out that that they you know. wanted
4: to keep him on loan for the FA Cup game against Leeds, and we said no. So that's the catalyst right there. They've chucked toys out at Bram you and already wanted us to have a bad image of Kels. are going, oh, they've recalled him from our club. They lost three 0 to Leeds. It wouldn't have made much difference. Have you seen that Patrick Bamford goal, by the way? I haven't, no. Oh, go and search it.
2: It's, it's, on, it's just stunning. Right. Uh, oh,
4: on, okay, here's a question. Has a goal for Leeds come from a mistake from their right back? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> because if it hasn't, then it wouldn't have made a lick of difference. But if it has, all right, fair enough, to justify. justified. But it just reeks of childish playground behaviour. And I'll go back to my point before. Tough. You know yes. what I mean? We've been in these situations with Kiefer more with however many players in the past. It's about time we are that team that's annoyed somebody else. And it's just like... It's always Peterborough. Yeah,
3: it's,
4: <laughs> deal, it's always brother and Peterborough having to do it each other. It's just tough. Get over yourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go out and find another right back to be your captain on loan from somebody else. I don't care who. But at the end of the day, Kiefer's okay, so come back to us, deal with it, Sorted.
2: I just hope it doesn't affect Kyosu. You know, because because this, this very easily could he's he's still a fairly young player who's relatively inexperienced in, in terms of top lot in terms of football. He needs to be getting I'm sure he I'm sure he will, but he needs to get his head down and concentrating on fitting into this team
3: yeah, to play
2: will. well. The last thing the he needs is all be, this
3: nonsense. I'm sure he will be he strikes he me as be. a professional, a proper professional rather than um, a pound town shop professional like some of these other people we've just been talking about. So yeah. yeah,
2: let's see. Uh, Andrew Lang says uh, Clark Harris a chart on for 450k because that released funds for Kyoto?
3: no, possible. No, nowhere near <laughs> enough.
2: Not unless you're selling him three times. Did didn't we pay 300k for Kyoto? undisclosed, one, it, but I think it. I think at the most it would have been at 300k. So, at for, so
4: 500k is like the bare minimum
2: we should it be accepting for him. Then they've all they've all over, they've the hand, aren't they? Let's be right about it. Yeah. Yeah. They've overplayed played it completely.
4: I think his value
2: to anybody else is probably about 500k.
3: The value to Peterborough is much more than that yeah. because of what he's worth to them. But it'd be um, worth playing playing um, Darren Ferguson at poker, wouldn't it? It'd be uh, it'd be easy, wouldn't it? easy. I can't play the game, and I'd beat him. I'm sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Uh, Shelly says if PK uh, has said that, can you blame him after how we treat him? I don't blame him for saying it, no, I I don't have a problem with that. It's to put it's but because I haven't tweeted that publicly and said that it's all been kept private, which I Mm. think is quite a professional way to deal with things. Uh, John Morell mentions Plymouth getting one another one of their players recalled Kundal about 20 minutes ago for Wolves.
0: (laughs) Um,
2: we'll talk about that next week because they've had half of their squad recalled it seems on the manager leave and everything else that come in between um, interesting transfer business is open Mick we are seven days in weekend That's zero rivalry. zero signs Um we, I think we said this before the, before the window started that the FA Cup game actually comes at a really good time because it means you've got basically two weeks two weeks the 13th of January yeah so just under, just another two weeks before we play Stoke so it gives a bit of time. There's no rush because they probably want to sign in time for FA Cup anyway. But it now gives you, it gives a little bit of leeway. And also, the Ipswich game will be postponed. So it's only a two-game month, a three-game month if you count Blackburn. So from a transfer in the point of view, it's it's turned out, it's playing out slowly, but probably as you'd expect.
3: Just as well for us, isn't it? it takes us four weeks to do out, so we should, we should get one signing in by end of month because we've only got a... Is it a four-week or a five-week month? We might be all right. We might get one and, <laughs> and a half in that end of the month. Um, yeah. Well, listen, I'm not. All I'm interested in is we're now on day seven, and Victor Johnson's still a rather United player. So I'm just counting days down. Um, yeah. I mean, let's let's just wait and see, shall we? I'm not. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath. You know what we're like in the transfer market. Traditionally, what we've been like. Whether Liam Richardson and, and Rob Scott are able to um, chivvy that along a little bit, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, he's clear, and he obviously knows what he wants. Um, so fingers crossed we get him in. I'm not going to, I mean, come on, let's, we're seven days in, let's not start whittling about what we have and haven't done and looking at everybody else and see who's paid a million pounds for this or 10 million for the other or whatever. It's, it's you know, let's just wait and see and mm-hmm. um, trust them, trust them to get on with it, you know, the, the transfer winners that we've had recently have been very, very good under mm-hmm. under Warnie, under under Matt Taylor, and hopefully that will continue under Liam Richardson as well, you know, the quarter that we've brought in has been, has been right, you know, we've not had any sort of um, transfer disasters that I can think of, uh, I'm sure some people would disagree with that, but yeah, we'll have to, we'll be fine. I'm sure we'll be fine, but we've got these injuries coming back as well, these injured players coming back, hmm. which, which is key, you know. That's that's massive and massively important. Some of them, not all of them, obviously. Um, so yeah, watching brief as far as we're concerned, isn't it, see what happens.
2: Yeah, it's also good, and so it doesn't actually matter, Danny, but I do like that we don't really hear any rumors. There's a couple of people in the comments mentioned that there's one pod probably coming in this week that I quite like. That there's no, we're not signing X, Y, and Z from Wolves on loan or from Leicester on loan or whatever. It's very quiet. I'm sure it'll break an hour or two before the sign's announced, and then we can get either excited or angry because of how good the, how good the player is. <laughs> I, I <can't, laughs> this is how I like the, the this is how the managerial search should have been. We shouldn't have heard anything about it until it's done, and that kind of thing. And the, the club needed better. We didn't. We, we didn't. Well, we did. Yeah, that was the whole
3: was, everybody having, was
2: signing, weren't
3: they? Let's be fair. Let's be fair. As far as the club is concerned, we heard nothing, nothing at all for the whole four week period about the managerial search. But those nothing. leaks came from somewhere. Well, whatever. But we we heard nothing official whatsoever. So I mean, leak
2: you know, wise. I mean leak wise. I, what I no, mean, I no, well, I mean, leak wise. The Northern Jones leak got out. The Gary Rabbit leak got out. Those leaks came out. Whereas, did they? they didn't, transfer business they shouldn't do they should they and they are no,
3: it. it's different in it it is different i accept that
4: but anyway sorry yeah. anyway. <laughs> 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 um i sort of like how quiet it is but at the same time i should i should know no i'm no i've changed my mind on that one i do like how quiet it is because like you say there's no rhyme or reason to Assume anything at the minute Richardson's already said that they've been working on Some signings when he came in Straight away rather than just going Right, transfer window's open, off we go We've been planning it for a bit Um, And to say No names have come out During that period I don't know whether we've just cast a big net And we're still whittling it down Or Richardson's just a lot more Tight-lipped and it's between him And Rob Scott until it goes to Tony to sign off on if we need to pay anything. Um, but at the same time, it's like I would like to see some, what, at least one in before the Stoke game. He sort of hinted that there could be someone before the Stoke, the Stoke game, but he's also hinted that there could be five before the Stoke game. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, we sort of liked how tight-lipped it was at the start with matt taylor um but then suddenly that exploded into something completely different i don't again i don't know whether that was just making people up and you know it was the whole thing of a wrong clock's right twice a day don't know but the fact it's so quiet at the minute i think it shows that we're just whittling away behind the scenes not really saying anything to anybody um and like i say it might break a couple hours before it actually officially gets announced or maybe the day before a push mm. yeah. um but i tell you what will happen because it's sod's law this happens every single time we will announce some incredible signing whilst yeah. i'm out on the works do or out yeah. with my mates or something and then oh bloody hell it's an emergency podcast you know that that will be sod's law we'll end up announcing um I don't know, We might sign Clark Harris for all I know. And it'll <laughs> break whilst I'm at my work to do over in Thor Pesley or something. But um, yeah, I'm happy with it. I've got no names on my wall at home whatsoever, uh, which feels a little bit alien to how it was in the summer because <clears throat> as soon as the transfer window, window opened, we had Daniel Ayala as a rumoured link, which didn't happen until uh, October. October in the end. Um But I've got no one on my wall at the minute. I've had no rumours from anybody whatsoever, other than Victor going to Sheffield United. But that looks a little bit. They're they, something else.
2: So getting that? Yeah, I've I've
4: seen that they might be going after Cash with Michael as well, well and got and Dan, Danny Ward.
2: You know,
4: Danny Ward, that'd be would be an interesting one. And then they've signed um, Bremerton, haven't they? Yes, they have, yeah. yeah, which is Wasn't, an
3: interesting. Wasn't um, Danny Ward at Sheffield United previously? I don't know actually. I don't know. I just, it just—it kind of rings a bell. I don't know. I might be wrong with that. Don't know. He's, the, he's
2: been it? around. He's—he's he's, he's one of those guys that's fairly young, but has been around everywhere. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, so they seem to be hopefully leaving Victor alone. Um, but here's a question for both you two and in the comments as well: Where would you like to see your strengthen first, up top or in defence? I mean the obvious. The obvious, because of injuries, would have to be
3: in in defence, and I think that's what Liam Richardson's already said, I not it? You know, it, it is. Um, we we are so weak there at the moment. If we get another injury, you know, if, if, if Morrison went down on uh, on Friday night uh, with just a bit of a kick to ankle, and and you're already thinking, who's going to fill in for him? You know, what's mm-hmm. going to happen now if 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 he has to go off? So that 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 area uh, has to be has to be priority. Ayala's obviously either injured or on his way out or both. Uh, it sounds like Grant Hall's on his way out, which I, I don't necessarily have a problem with either of those two leaving. Um, although, I, if after the two, I prefer to keep Ayala. Um, so, I think he's, he's, he's going to have to look at that, that back line. Uh, Humphreys is still weeks away. Um, in terms of Tyler Blackie, there's been no indication as to when that's going to be. So, that's going to be February, March, at the absolute earliest. So yeah. that that is absolutely an area that he's got to he's got to look at. You know, if 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 Sean Morrison gets injured again, now we, we're going to have we're going to have Seb Revan and and, um, and Akeem Adolphin as, as, as centre halves. You know, it's, it's just it can't be it can't be right, can it? No, no, that's number one.
2: It's got to, It's it is absolutely number one. Um, get that central defence sorted out. Um, Connor says we need to sort some wingers out. It's one of those, yeah, we do, but we're not playing with wingers, so they that that then brings you a problem. If you bring in an out and out winger, and but we do stick with three five two, you're then stuck with a winger, or you can't really play anywhere, or you have to, you know, put your, your square peg in a round hole or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you do want to go back to four three three, you need wingers, you've got to have wingers. So it's, I just gonna, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, like, that least, could we cover at left back becoming Bramwell and center half? Maybe a striker.
3: Well, I think Revin is the cover for Bramwell, isn't he?
2: Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, so that, that's get... the
3: issue, and that's where the yeah. problem arises, isn't it? Mm. You know, we, we've got literally one fit center half, yeah. At the club. Peltz is a right back, you know, he he is, so yeah. he's a standing center half. Hakim Adofin is a is an attacking midfielder in reality, he's probably mm. his best position. But is he's, 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 he's well, he's, he's better than a standing centre half in you know, let's be fair. You yeah. know, um it it getting just about certainly it's certainly in the two leagues below us it getting any team as a starting yeah. centre half and he's that's not his best position. Um so but but nevertheless that's the area we've got to and I'm sure Liam richardson well he's already said that that is the area he's looking to strengthen into.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shelly says, "Are we only playing with without wingers because we haven't got any?" Which is possible. Yeah, but I think think I'm pretty sure Richard did play 3-5-2 at Wigan. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't know. John Miles says, "I always feel like when there's no leaks, it seems organised. When you hear loads of leaks, worry, it feels like panic." And happening mm-hmm. uh, in regards with yeah, I think I think that's where I am with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've took him out now, but have you seen that? Wednesday have been linked with another Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday have been linked with another ex-Rotherham player. Why? am
3: I not surprised? Rotherham B, um, Colin Coventry. Yeah, oh. yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see Colin Coventry go there because he's going to take six or seven games to get into the swing of it. So okay, it does. by the time he gets to game three, they're all going to be screaming and balling our crap ears. So you know, <laughs> it'll just it'll be a great seat meltdown. But whatever, you mm. um, know, um, they're doing all right under that new manager. So good well. luck to them, and and mm. and. Hopefully they can help us to, to bridge that gap between us and the uh, fourth and fifth bottom, and so on. And um, then we can we can just screw them over when we all get there.
2: Yeah, well, you got you got questions about teams now. You, who feel the drop in, and inconsistent at best. Plymouth have been pillaged, both all their best players and their manager. Um, Swansea have brought the North County manager in, which might work probably work, but you don't know because it's a big step up. Who knows what's happening at Birmingham? I think Mowbray's good coming in, and if Mowbray comes in, that'll see them fine. But again, is is will that go through? Mm-hmm. Um, Schumacher seems to have started okay at Stoke, but just okay from the outside. Um, so yeah, all to play for.
3: It is I all think. to play
2: for. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: yeah. Mm. There we go. Anything else we need to mention? Just one more weekend of of, of games going our way would be would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, Uh, but we can talk about that on Thursday. Yes, we can.
2: Um, Thank you, everybody. What I would say next, if anybody wants to, I keep asking kids for questions. If you want to put send some questions in, either short ones on Twitter or Facebook or longer ones via email, which is rufcpod at gmail.com. let us know. Because over the next couple of weeks, with especially with the Ipswich game being postponed, we're going to have three weeks. So if you want to send some questions, we'll do a question episode. If people want it if you don't want it don't worry about it get something um, that's my question <laughs> um so yeah let us know what you want in terms of episodes because we've got nothing else to talk about than during the ipswich week so let us know what you think we should be doing for that week and we will uh, see what we can do please subscribe on youtube we you haven't done already uh again we want 1500 by the end of the season which were 160 away, 170 away um so there there we go uh, John Rell says, is Danny on the show Thursday? If so, I will think of some questions. <laughs> I don't know what he means by that, Danny. Um, so mm. be careful what you agree to, mate. If it's anything to get me in
4: trouble at work, the answer will be no. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, subscribe on there. If you're on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe and give the show a five-star rating, wherever it allows you to do so. We shall be back on Wednesday, which will be a preview of Stoke, which is a big game. If we... If We'll talk about it on Thursday. but It's a big game, um, and any transfer business might be some, might be a player or two in by by Thursday. We just don't know. Hopefully, there will. Hopefully, there will be people ask for it's now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, shit, what have I done? We'll, we, can, we can always ask the question, can't we? We can always ask the question. Worst they we can get is a no. Um, yeah, boys. Thank you for being with us tonight, Mick. Pleasure. Always for, for me, not for you or anybody <laughs> else. <laughs> uh, and Danny, as always, mate, appreciate
4: it. Yeah, always happy to be here, lads.
2: Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time. And as always, up the Millers. Up, up the Millers. Millers.
4: It's a wild, wild through a goal, Slossy beyond Bodringham. and the Millers are in front of the
3: South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, nothing He can hit them, and he does. Oh! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me in
1: the Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured, you're not alone.